0: Hello and welcome to Self-Taught Devs. If this is your first time joining us, this is a podcast where two self-taught developers discuss the learning and growth experience for folks just getting into the industry.
1: My name is Eric Winkelspect. And I'm Matt Ehrlich. And today we are discussing our thoughts on being just a front-end developer or just a back-end developer or should you go for a full-stack developer? We will be discussing our thoughts on this. And Personally, I consider myself a front-end developer. I've made full-stack applications before. I've worked on full-stack applications before at a role and um, some other projects, but I don't necessarily feel comfortable calling myself a full-stack developer. I am very front-end focused. I've made a lot of front-end applications. What I'm currently working on is a front-end application. And I would personally call myself a front-end developer. So I think most folks that are
0: going to be hearing this hopefully already know the delineation between front-end, back-end developer, right? Should we take a 2nd and, I mean, define why you think you are more of a full-stack developer, I mean, a front-end developer than full-stack or back-end? What, what, what are you doing that defines you as front-end and what are you not doing that further defines you as front-end?
1: Currently with my projects and a lot of the projects that I've worked on before, I don't do a lot of authentication. I don't work with servers or databases. I mostly focus on the front end of an application, building the Mm -hmm. UI and and different components. And yeah, I don't focus on those other things. I can, I've learned it before. I don't enjoy that part of software development. I enjoy Mm -hmm. the visual aspect. And so for me, that's why I consider myself a front end developer.
0: So you are, you are primarily working on code that is rendered in the browser and doesn't need to reach out anywhere else besides like my local browser to, to run that application.
1: That is true. Yes. And the, the project that I'm working on right now perfectly fits that description. I don't need a server. I don't need a database. I'm actually thinking of an idea for another project that most likely will need those other things. And if I do continue with building them, I would include those other other things. But even at that point, I still like, I, I still feel like I wouldn't feel comfortable calling myself a full stack developer, mm. even if I used a database, a server authentication, and so on. Sure. So let me, let me ask you
0: the question then too, like of you know, you say you you really enjoy the front end aspect, meaning like, okay, I'm building this application and the things I'm doing, I can immediately see my coding results in the browser, right? You're, you're making a component, you're changing state on things. You're seeing those things happen immediately, right? Think about, I'm thinking about fast points, you know, your application now where you're going through and you have a map and you're selecting from a list of locations. This is all front end. Would you think about making this into a full stack application? Would you think about making this something where you could have authentication or even if you don't have authentication, like a database that you can connect to where you could add more
1: locations to rather
0: than having everything stored just on one side in the front end? So
1: it's it's interesting, right? Because when I would ask these type of questions before, right, I or I wanted to learn how to uh, utilize a server or a database. It was strictly because like, oh, I think this would be important to learn, right? So now I have to build a project that would encapsulate all of that and utilize, you know, like a server. But this application, I would ask myself, why would I need that, right? Because mm-hmm. basically the needs, why I built this application originally, the needs are being fulfilled, right? And so I would be coming up with ideas to add those things, for what purpose? And I can't answer that right now, right? Mm. Because the basic functionality of the application is being served and um, it is working with just a front end. Yeah, that makes sense. You're you're solving the problem with the tools that are needed
0: and you're not doing anything like extra that would just build on more complexity to this particular problem. Um, but you said you are thinking about a future project where you would go full stack. We don't have to go into what that project is. You can keep that close to the vest for now. I'm curious now, though, to understand, like, what would your comfort level need to be for you to say, like, I am a full stack developer versus I'm a front end developer. And not Probably not easy to answer because <laughs> it's hard to rate comfort level. It's hard to rate um, if proficiency with technology, right? Like, there's no scorecard that you can kind of put yourself up against. There's no, like, definitive metric that you can measure up against. But I think part of it would be like, how well do you understand the architecture that would be needed to make a full stack application? Right? Like, do you understand the communication methods between front end and back end and storing something in a database and how to retrieve that information, like you have a general understanding of all this stuff, you've done full stack stuff before, you're just not dealing with it in a higher frequency where you think you could just jump in and like do it right away. Right? It's kind of where I'm, I'm at with just trying to understand your your comfort level
1: yeah I suppose right because I don't I don't deal with the back end that often yeah mm-hmm. I would say going back to conversations that I've had before about understanding and um proficiency with with skills like I haven't put in that many reps to say like I'm very confident in what I'm doing on the back end and mm-hmm. I have done that on the front end specifically with react right and I I have a greater understanding of what's going on. I think for me, if I would feel, when I would feel comfortable saying I am a quote unquote full stack developer would be like when those understandings kind of match. And right now, Mm -hmm. like my front end skill has taken over my understanding of the back end, and I feel a lot more proficient on the front end. So I Mm -hmm. wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable calling myself full stack developer for that reason. So then what? Thinking about folks listening to this and making the decision of
0: should I just go front end? Should I just go back end or should I try to be full stack? You know, I think there's a lot of things to consider, which what's your job market look like, right? What's available in your area? What are opportunities like? What do you enjoy doing more? Because there's a lot more to back end development than I think we're going to get into in a conversation like this, right? I think our general Discussion will be around like you've got front end, which is primarily like what you're seeing visually in your application. You've got back end, which could include things like authentication, primarily includes things like you're receiving requests to get data from your database and send those back to a front end, right? We're not really going to think about things like security too much in this conversation. Do you think it's worth it to specialize in one area or do you think it's better to go? be that full stack developer?
1: Well, I will say uh, flat out, I really just don't know. However, mm-hmm. I, I, there are plenty of people in our networks that are front-end developers and they got their first job as a front-end developer and they are still mm-hmm. just a front-end developer and they're doing really well. So based on that, I think it, it it is fine. But I guess you would pretty much have to gauge, number one, your your own goals and also the market And also, what are you interested in, right? Because Mm -hmm. I know for me, if there's something that I'm just really not interested in, I could put in so much time to it. And it's just like, it it won't click, right? When I have that level of interest, then I I learn better, um, my work is better, and I just become better at that thing. And if you don't have that interest, maybe don't go for that skill right and mm. if you suffer from that sort of issue where learning and and growing would be super difficult
0: thinking of my own answer to that same question of like do i think it's worth specializing or do i think it's worth going full stack i don't know either you know it's a really difficult question to answer i agree with you where there's tons of folks who are specializing in one or the other and are doing well in a in a career path i also think there are people that we see who have said they started One or the other and have transitioned, you know, and they're doing the opposite now, or they went full stack and then found their way into more of a niche and then like are just doing one specific thing. I don't think there is a real answer here. I, you know, my experience now, I'm like, well, I did full stack and I focused on calling myself full stack and practicing the skills of full stack and I got a job that requires full stack skill set, right? That's my own personal experience. It doesn't mean it's going to be everybody's. It doesn't mean it's the way, right? Of course not. I think about when it comes i guess purely to an opportunity standpoint if that was the only argument then i would think like well maybe it does make sense to try to be as full stack quote unquote as possible so that you could be on either end depending on what opportunity finds you you know cuz the i i put a post up a while back that said um i'm gonna butcher the actual quote but uh, luck is what happens when opportunity meets preparation, right? So like, if you find an opportunity that requires you to be back end, and you've only ever specialized in a full stack, but the company really likes you, maybe they'd be willing to give you a chance depending on what you can show them, you know, and if you say, like you say, Matt, you have had experience doing work on both ends and contract roles and stuff. So you're not like, completely um, at zero, you know, of course not, you've got more of those projects behind you where you can display that but if somebody has only ever done, let's say, like styling on a web page, you know, they're not going to be able to pursue that back end opportunity, right? Because that's it's not going to really make the technical leap from one end to the other.
1: Yeah, and I've also heard a lot of people like transitioning roles, right? And mm-hmm. I, I guess I can't say from, or maybe I can't say from experience. I did learn a lot through one of the roles that I had. And it, it was a short period of time, but I did learn a lot in that short period of time. So maybe like a lot of the growth happens on the job, right? And say you are, you go into a, a role front end focused, and then maybe you want to get more involved with uh, the code base and, you know, you start learning more about backend and now you have people that you can ask questions, people that you work with, right? But I, I can confidently say that I do not have interest in becoming solely a back end developer. I don't want mm. to do it. Not interested in doing it and I don't think it would be particularly fun or interesting for me, right? So like mm. I would have to stay front end or it's not something that that I would want to do, right? And so I think it would be more difficult in in that case. And so I, it, it all just comes down to that answer that we we constantly mm-hmm. give each other which is it depends. Depends. It depends. That's the senior developer answer. I also wonder
0: about like this question in general, which isn't a unique question, right? Like I've been in panel discussions where people have asked the same question, like should I just be front stack back end or full full stack back end, front end, whatever. I also think about the trend of like what frameworks are out there, like with Next.js especially, you know, and more frameworks that are like trending full stack and kind of like the code that's written, right? Like front end development, I I said something about styling before, but front-end development is not just styling, right? Front-end development is a lot of stuff. And if you're taking in information, regardless, you know, where you're getting that from, if an API call or, you know, hard-coded data or whatever, you're still going to deal with things like, you know, what is that data? Do you have an array of objects? How do you display that data on the screen? How do you manipulate that data to meet your needs, right? When you're working in full stack, there's such a blend too. Like, how are you calling that data? Are you working with GraphQL? Are you working with, you know, Rosma in your backend that makes things very easy? It's such a weird gray area, I think, as things just progress more and more of what full stack versus what front end versus what backend really means. You know, I think those things might be harder to find until you really dig into like the specialization aspect of like, you know, talking about security and talk about authentication and talk about middleware and talk about whatever. But I feel like depending on the types of applications you make in front end, you probably will have an easier time transitioning into some back end stuff than you might think up front.
1: Thank you for listening to the Self-Taught Devs podcast. If you appreciate what we do and want to help support the show, we're now on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash self-taught devs pod your contribution not only allows us to keep making episodes like this but you'll also get a monthly newsletter from matt or eric get access to the self-taught devs discord server where you can help shape the direction of the show by providing feedback or topic suggestions and you can even get a special monthly episode exclusively for our patreon supporters that's patreon.com forward slash self-taught devs pod all one word Yeah. And I think that's perfectly fine. Right. And I think that's actually a great way to do it. And it's something that I was talking about earlier where like you go in as a front end developer and you start learning a lot and then Mm -hmm. you add like a little piece, right? You know, every time you work on a new project, oh, there's a new skill that I learned. And then, you know, your horizons broaden a lot and maybe you become a full stack developer. And I think uh, based on my limited knowledge of like the industry, I think maybe that would be a good way to go about doing it. But I, I have a question for you. Do you think you could have been strictly like based on your knowledge and your sort of knowledge of the roles? Could you have been just a backend developer? Or the role that I have
0: now, no. Because there, are you asking like, could I have been just a backend and gotten this job? Or could I have been a backend like just explicitly and just gone
1: that route? Yeah. And based on your own personal interest, could you have focused just on back end? And would you have been satisfied with your career and interest to just be a back end developer?
0: Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think I could. Not to say I don't like back end stuff. Like, I, I I enjoy just the problem solving aspect of so much of what coding is. You know, I definitely when I started, I was feeling a lot more excited about front end stuff because I did like seeing changes, you know, in in UI and whatever I was doing. But when it comes to, I don't know, I mean, I've been enjoying doing full stack stuff so much because I really enjoy the interactivity of everything that's happening and like the data flow and how I'm finding that data and how I manipulate that data and how I display that data and whatever. Yeah. I don't think on either end, I could have specialized just one way or the other and have been fully satisfied with the work that I was doing. I really enjoy understanding the whole architecture of it all. And like, I know other companies work in different ways right like you're gonna have folks who are just on a front-end team and their challenge is to do you know whatever back-end call take the data and then do some manipulation up front to display it correctly or whatever's happening on the front end and they have to rely on a back-end team to set up something for them so they can get that data you know or maybe something already exists that they utilize i really like the fluidity that i have when i'm given a task That's like, hey, go implement this new functionality. And I have a process of like, well, I need to go update that database because we don't have any columns in this specific table to capture this information anymore. So I go make those updates in the table. And then I have to go make changes in the backend to make sure that our, you know, our Prisma model or whatever has the appropriate fields from that database now. So we know what's going on. And then I go and back into my front end and I'm writing, you know, GraphQL queries or whatever to go fetch that data and do whatever I'm doing on the front end now. And it just feels nice to me. Like I'm really interested in solving those problems across the whole spectrum of the technologies we work with rather than just
1: one specific spot. And so that makes sense because your interest lies on both sides and you really enjoy both parts, but say there's somebody who doesn't enjoy back-end or front-end, and they just want to focus on the front-end. What are your thoughts on them really just focusing on the front-end? Do you think that would be a bad career move for them? Do you think it's worth going for just front-end or back-end?
0: Oh, Take my answer as just my own personal thought process on this and not gospel, of course. I think you can't solely focus on just one or the other and be an attractive candidate to a lot of companies out there. I don't think that means you have to work in both. I don't think that means you have to get a job doing full stack. I don't think that means you have to be doing projects that show like a really intensive technical proficiency on both ends. But I do think you need to have a good enough understanding across everything that you can be a good teammate, that you know how to ask the right questions in the job. You know, like, if you're solely front end, you've only ever done front end and you only ever work with like APIs that are all set up for you. And like, you've never even dealt at all with authentication and anything like that. Like some of that stuff's probably going to show up on the front end too, you know, like there might be security roles, let's say within an application that you might work on. And those security roles might be defined somewhere in a database, but you might need to use something on the front end to pull those security roles. And like you know, manage a user access or something. Right. So I don't know, maybe that's not the best example, but like, how do you understand what an API does? Right. How do you understand if you're going to get enough information from an API within the application you're working on? If all you've ever done is front end where stuff is like already set up for you. So I think you'd be severely limiting yourself. If all you ever do is front-end, if you never build any kind of project where you can kind of expand that out and, and get more experience there, um, I think that would be probably not the best thing to do.
1: Yeah, I think I agree with that. It basically summed up, it sounds like you're saying, be familiar and understand what's going on on both sides and be able to communicate about what's going on on both sides. You don't have to make front-end and back-end or full-stack your entire focus. But be familiar with with the concepts and be able to have the ability to learn and pick things up if it comes down to it. Yeah.
0: I mean, look, the, 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 the we talked about chat GPT on a previous episode and you said something about how as a developer, you're still a person and you're still a teammate. You know, when you're working with people, there's a people aspect of what you do. So whenever you're given a task to complete you know you have to have a good understanding of more than just what you're going to be dealing with on the front end let's say you know more than what you're going to be dealing with in making a component in react or whatever you're doing you need to be able to understand how to ask good questions and you know ask for things you might need and you know it's not just in software development but i would always tell folks that i worked with that in my previous career like every department kind of speaks their own language You know, you've probably experienced this yourself, even like working in the parks department, you probably work with other departments who are doing different things and aren't doing what you're doing, not your job. And if you need to communicate on something, sometimes they're like using different terminology and things you just might not fully understand and vice versa. It's important to be able to speak someone else's language, right? And in this case of software development, that literally might be a language, (laughs) you know? And if you can't do that, it just makes the job way, way harder. And then as a teammate, you're way harder to work with, you know, how do you make yourself more attractive as a candidate in the career path? Be as easy and be, be as easy to work with as possible, be as valuable as possible and be as fast with learning new things as possible.
1: And I think that pretty much sums it up um, for the most part. One thing that I would like to, to add here is switching a lot or context switching a lot. I kind of did a lot of that when I first started where I wouldn't have a full understanding of a skill before moving on to the next one and then doing that again. And that kind Mm -hmm. of, you know, screwed me up for a while. And I think following trends can be dangerous, right? Especially like it's popular now, but will it be popular a month from now? Maybe, maybe not. Right. So I think that's another thing that could add complexity on when it comes to what to focus on. And um, I think it could be dangerous to follow lots of trends. And so sticking to like what you said, like be able to to communicate and, and have a basic understanding of many different concepts, specifically on the front end and back end, and be able to learn and basically understand what's going on on both sides um, mm-hmm. would be important.
0: Yeah, you're right about the trends for sure. Like I know I alluded to Next.js and like what might happen with like full stack development and front end versus back end, but like, what are the chances you're going to be working at a company that's using Next.js 14, probably next to zero, right? Like most companies have some established stack that they've been using. If, if it's not like a brand new startup that you're a part of, that's letting you make technology decisions or being a part of that, you're probably not going to be using the latest and greatest stuff. You're probably going to be using stuff that's been around for a while. That's tried and tested that, you know, It's still around and you still can learn and should be learning and using, you know, learn your basics. That's going to carry over through everything. Right. But yeah, I think to like follow your interests, you know, if you're not interested in what you're doing, you're not going to stick with coding and you're not going to continue to learn and develop. You will find problems that will stretch your abilities. You know, if you work on harder and harder things and take on more difficult or bigger projects over time. And then, you know, as long as you're working on problems that you enjoy working on wherever it takes you. You're going to have fun solving it and if you learn some new stuff in the process cool great so let's end this as we always do by talking about patreon self-taught devs is on patreon if you'd like to join us there you can find us at patreon.com self-taught devs pod if you sign up we've got some monthly goodies for you like a monthly secret episode and monthly blog posts and uh, if you don't want to join us on Patreon, that's fine. Just keep spreading the word about the show. Tell a friend that you know, tell a fellow developer that you think this will help. Otherwise, we'll see you on Patreon and you can have your name read every single episode like these fine folks, Nick Romanishin, Matt Hoadley, Danielle Arnett, Vanessa Van, and Danny
1: McVeigh. Thank you for supporting Self-Taught Devs. Thank you everyone for listening. If you aren't already, please subscribe. We release a new episode every Friday. If you want to help us grow, please share this show with your network. Check the show notes for all of our links. Reach out and say hi. Email us at selftaughtdevs@gmail.com at gmail.com if you have a recommendation for a guest or a topic. Thank you for listening to Self-Taught Devs.